Hello, everybody. Welcome to the garage. Uh, your mic sounds great. Does it really? Yep. Nice. Was it a little bit too loud in your ear? No, it's great. It's my birthday. All right, so go ahead. It is Luke's birthday. <laughs> intro that again. Sorry. Oh, oh no, I thought we this could. This is yeah, actually the intro. No, no now it's not. You remember it the, was. Remember what happened last time? That's probably why it was deleted. It was. Corey, just you don't interrupt it. Maybe Jesus took the wheel. Corey and deleted it. I'm gonna ask you. Out of, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you. Not tell you. I'm gonna ask you to please just, just flow and don't interrupt. Mm-hmm. I understand you're the director. It's director. But we're the executioners. <laughs> but that's of training. We right? execute. We're of TG podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Right now. All right. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the garage. I'm Luke. And I'm I, ah. I'm Nick. Yeah. Right. And we're here with Corey. Hello. And Lee is also here. In yeah, the Lee's sitting in with us. Uh, not on the mic, but he's just chilling, listening yeah. in. So Lee's the man. So I guess he likes us enough to wear headphones. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> so today we're kind of going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do kind of the first installment in a three part series uh, on work, wilderness, and worship, which are three of like the pillars for Training Ground, kind of what it's based on. Um, and so we want to kind of examine those with Corey and have a conversation and talk about them. But today, specifically, we're doing Wilderness. And it'll be the first installment. Um, sorry, guys. That was a uh, dump truck that, that just drove by the garage. Truck. It's part of It's part of recording in a garage. That's true. Um, but anyways, Corey, um, what's up, man? And what's Wilderness? Yeah. Why is it important? Sure. Uh, love being in the garage with you guys today. Um but yeah, wilderness, and I love kind of the idea of kind of breaking these up into three little kind of vignettes, if you will, about training ground. And, um, you know, wilderness is uh, obviously one of the three. And, you know, when Zan and I were kind of wrestling around in the creation of training ground, we knew that wilderness had to be, um, it had to be uh, an intentional experience for us with guys. And, um and a little bit too. I mean, Lucan was talking about earlier uh, about his story in wilderness and how he really didn't have, you know, a kind of a dad that took him into the woods and did all these certain things. And, um, and, you know, even from the beginning here, I kind of want to debunk the myth of, um, you know, for, for young men that have not grown up in that context, I don't want to feel like you're a man or not a man because you've been in the woods. Um, it's, uh, yeah. It's just another tool. It's just a growing tool. Right. And, I, I, you know, uh, talking about it being an, uh, just an opportunity um, to experience God and an opportunity to experience yourself and others. And so, uh, you know, that being said, you know, kind of, you know, bringing it full circle about why we think it's important with training ground is, um, you know, kind of two pieces when we were thinking about kind of building wilderness as a part of the program was um, some of it we just took at face value um, from the Bible where we looked at Jesus' life, we looked at David's life and Moses' life, and all of uh, their lives had an, a significant wilderness experience. Um, and uh, the, the, the two reasons for that were, um, you can obviously see even in Jesus' life, his you know, kind of lack of public ministry before the, the wilderness experience, and then after the wilderness experience, there's disciples, and you know, he's speaking and teaching and um, so obviously you can see the same in David and Moses' life. And, uh, you know, we feel like God intentionally puts young men in wilderness experiences to grow and change them. And, um, and also, you know, why wilderness is, uh, <coughs> it feels like, you know, we were talking last night about it being like a twofer. Like there's, 
it is a place of rest and reflection and solitude um, and beauty. Um, it is a place of peace. Um, and then on the other you know, side of the coin, it's a place of challenge and trial and um, a place of sweat and um, adventure. Like they're, they're, we, we, want, we want the testing. So you know, a lot can be you know, um, developed in a young man's heart because of this context called wilderness. So I think like we live in this we live in this current culture right now where we have Instagram and we have all this technology and we have these just awesome films and content that's being produced and that's all super cool. <coughs> but the thing is I can hop on my phone right now and I can look at pictures of the Grand Tetons. I mm-hmm. can go to the Fly Lords page and look at incredible, you know, fly fishing trips and in Belize or, or wherever, you know, and go on YouTube and, and watch Yeti videos with music built in yeah, to the video. Seriously. So like why there's kind of this question, oh, why, why do I want to go out there and experience those things when, when I can just look at it right now or I can sure. not get, not put the work in, right? just get like the reward. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, uh, I remember being in college and uh, back then North Face was big. And so you'd see guys that would spend $300 on a jacket that would never experience any type of testing no. in the wilderness, but uh, they wanted to look the part in, um, you know, there is, uh, but that says something about the desire though. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be seen as adventurers yeah. for sure. Uh, or at least we want to know, or we want to be seen as men Capable. that have been tested and yeah. have come back. You know, there's all the writings about Shackleton and, um, we love, we love those stories of adventurers yeah. and, um, you know, within, uh, the program of training ground, there, there are so many mysteries, um, that kind of escape words, uh, that are so important in kind of the development of what we believe, um, happens in a young man, but, um, like work is one of those. And we'll talk about that in its own, uh, context, but, um, there, there is something that is, that cannot be explained, uh, through pictures or right yeah. they're, they're, or even words but there's something that solidifies in a young man's heart in terms of confidence and maturity and growth and that happens in our relationship with a woman that also of course happens in the wilderness there's there's something that it's the um, experience yeah that, mm-hmm. that catalyzes um, in a young man's heart that helps build confidence and um, you know and, and you know we talked earlier about intimacy and I would love for you know you guys to share a little bit about kind of the wilderness part of the intimacy part like of wilderness. Our, yeah. Of our experience yeah. in, in training ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, in my walk with God and I literally just got this in my head uh, just a little bit ago. Um, God only gives perfect, uh, perfect gifts at perfect times. Um, and so like when it comes to wilderness and intimacy, like he's not going to give you that, that joy bomb or that spark or that like, that triumph, you know, moment, unless there's, unless your character can like sustain that, unless your character can like put up with that. And so I think with wilderness, there is like a character building in the process um, of being out there um, before it's that like that victory moment, like hooking a fish, like learning how to learn how to fish. I mean, I spent so many like frustrating hours on the river just this summer in the, uh, in the summer program. And, uh, but then once I got that fish, it was like, whoa, you know, right. There was that experience. Yeah. And it was the journey to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, like personally in, in my life, wilderness has played a really big part of my story. 
Um, it's it's where I feel the most connected with God. It's where I experience him the most. And even with like my ministry that I did with Young Life, like some of the best times I had were with high school guys hiking, you know, in the Blue Ridge Mountains or fishing or whatever. And it's because for me, when when I put myself, I'm I'm putting myself in a situation that's bigger than me, hmm. and it forces me to be vulnerable because you have no choice when you're in the woods or wherever you're automatically by default in a vulnerable position. (laughs) And so it forces you to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. And through that comes growth. And it's all about the experience. Like I I was reading this, this quote, uh, I was, I was reading the story actually about uh, a man named Sir Wilfred Desiger. I don't, I'm not sure that's how you say his name, but he was basically, he was an explorer um, in the 1900s. And, you know, he went through Africa and the middle East and he ended up going through the empty quarter, which is like this crazy desert area, one of the most desolate deserts, you know, in, in the world. And you know, he wrote these maps and stuff, but, but he, he has a quote and he said that for years, the empty quarter had represented to me the final unattainable challenge, which the desert offered to others. My journey would have little importance. It would produce nothing except a rather inaccurate map, which no one was ever likely to use. Wow. It was a personal experience and the reward had been a drink of clean, nearly tasteless water. I was content with that. So I think what that makes me think about is the fact that there's not a whole lot of frontier exploration to happen unless you're going to the bottom of the ocean or you're going to space. Mm -hmm. Everything's pretty much been done. You know, a million men have caught a fish. A lot of people have climbed 14ers. But it's not about discovering something new. And it's not about being the first. It's about what that personal experience means for you. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we talked about earlier about the... uh just kind of the central idea of intimacy. Um, and Lee just handed me this quote. Um, in the wilderness, God isn't louder. He's just easier to hear. Um, and even as I kind of think about, you know, our kind of what we do at Training Ground, the, the intimacy for me falls in three different areas. One, obviously, what, with the quote that I just shared from Lee, the idea of um, your intimacy with God, how that develops and grows and changes. Um, and then the second is you, you, the intimacy you have with yourself. In other words, what is being revealed in you uh, or how well are you getting to know yourself or how God's wired you? And lastly, um, it's your, uh, the shared experience you have with your other brothers um, or other people that are with you. Uh, like a quick little story for us is, um, you know, growing up in Loudoun County, Virginia, there, there's a group of guys that we've been fishing in the Outer Banks every fall, probably for the last almost 25 years. And, um, you know, some of us obviously can't make it certain years, but there is always a camaraderie. There's always a unifying experience that those relationships will carry um, over the years and over the decades that, you know, it's just like you guys this summer. Um, all of you had a, an experience with all of your other brothers in those places like the ranch in New Mexico and Rocky Mountain National and the Grand Tetons. All of you will share those experiences and those will all solidify your relationships with your brothers moving forward. Yeah, it's like, remember that one time when we went out and did That's this? Right. Like, you That's created right. this community, you created this brotherhood. Right, and there is some magic that happens there. Um, some type of bonding experience that unifies um, all of you, no matter what part of the country you go to after that, you still have that unifying experience that kind of, you know, defines you as brothers. And you're also able to, like, take from that experience and be like, in other situations and, and apply it to your life in context of, we figured this out. We, 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 we went to this hard situation. We, you know, we climbed this mountain or whatever. And because of that experience, I can draw from that and know I have the ability. I've been tested. Sure. I know that I can do this. Sure. Resilience. Yep. If yeah. you will. 
I think there's also another level. Um, you know, a little bit of my story was, you know, I did grow up hunting and fishing and in the Blue Ridge Mountains and camping and hiking, um, but it wasn't on an intentional level, meaning we just went through the experience. Like it, it was wasn't, right. There it was no motive behind it. Right. There was no like, there was no, you know, intentional conversations around the campfire. There was no debriefing or vulnerability or there was no um, kind of reflection as a group or as a family. Um, and, and that would be a challenge, you know, even to myself and to, to you guys and even buddy listening is that, having these um significant wilderness experiences is great um but if you add in and really kind of even just as simple as going god what do you want to teach us mm-hmm. god what do you want to show us you know how do, wh- wh- what should we talk about like i mean that's one of the things that you know with this outer banks trip that we've done every fall with these guys from virginia is that we we just it's like riding a bike we automatically get to the good stuff of life mm. Um, we don't, there's not a lot of small talk. We just really get to the chase. And, um, and then that's why those are so, you know, significant. So do you think that you think that the, with you growing up in your story, you think the wilderness enough by itself doing that with your family was like really significant? You know, I think it's probably one of those things that, uh, you know, I, yeah, I want to be careful to say that, you know, not, not, nothing happened in those trips yeah. when I was seven or nine or 11. Um, because there is some sense of confidence that you build over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, you know, you do learn how to start a fire, you yeah. know, in the middle of the woods. You do know how to, you know. Uh, and again, it's those experiences you're going to draw from. It's like, yeah. I've been tested. Well, sure. I think it means sure. something amazing when you're watching your dad build the fire, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, you're watching your dad put up the tent or you're seeing him do it. Yeah. Like, wow. yep. There is a bestowing for mm-hmm. sure yep. uh, of <clears throat> some type of masculinity. I mean, I can remember, uh, you know, one of our old board members, he's, he was very successful um, in the real estate uh, market, but um, we, you know, kind of had him come teach with guys and we wanted him to share on like, what does success look like? And, uh, you know, we, we talked about from multiple, um, perspectives, but eventually he said, you know what, one of the, my most successful experiences when I was in high school and, uh, I spent six weeks in the back country, um, with a group of people. And I knew from that point on that if anything went South, like say, like, I don't know, the real estate market just went, you know, belly up or you know, there were multiple, you know, challenges in his life. He goes, I know I at least could go back into the woods and make it. I know for me that like spending time in the wilderness, I've gotten to the point in my life where if I'm not getting out there, if I'm not spending time in the river, if I'm not getting myself in a vulnerable position and going to the woods or doing that for my soul, then I get uncomfortable. I get anxious. Mm-hmm. I get, I feel out of sync. I, get I need that craving. Yeah. I need to go out and, Sometimes not even with a group, just by myself. Yeah, I need sure. to go out there. So, Corey, like you have a little more experience than us. You know, you, you have, you've you've been walking this a little longer. But why do you think that is? Where does that craving come from? Where does that desire almost to go out there and put yourself in those situations come from? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to the idea of finding a place uh, where things are bigger than you. Meaning. Uh, we've been to the Tetons dozens of times, but there is there's something in me that when we come up over the hill 
and we, you can see the Grand, which is the main mountain that you Beautiful. see in the Grand Tetons. That there's something in my soul that is like, not to say I'm home, but there is this peaceful place that says, I'm I'm in in, in the cosmos. I'm in the spot that I was designed for. Mm. Like there is a wholeness. There is a peace. You know, there are places that I, I that you can put yourself in that say, I mean, it is it is a weird thing that says like you're home. And, yeah. and maybe that is maybe that is that. Feeling. So it's a desire for our hearts to, to sure. kind of go home or a desire to be in that place. I've right? heard it been put once before and I don't know where it was from, <clears throat> but it's just like coming to terms with the illusion of control and like where sure. you fit in it. Sure. Yeah, there is that place of like, um, I, I love kind of talking about these ideas with God about protection and provision of this idea of like, how, how does he meet those needs of protection and provision? Um, and, and, you know, in the day to day, it's, you know, paying bills, you know, raising kids and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but when you get into the woods, there is this kind of place that you go, I'm protected and provided for. I'm mm-hmm. good. Um, and there is kind of that re adjusting the resetting of your heart in those places. Um, and I, like I said, I, I feel it in multiple different places that my heart can just go and I can just take a deep breath and go, I'm good. I'm I th- good. I yeah. think there's a hunger. I think there is a need for a man to put himself in a situation of risk, to put himself in a vulnerable position. And what better place to do that than climbing a 14,000 foot mountain or going out there on the river and catching a trout or stalking an elk? Like what better place to do it than going somewhere naturally bigger than you? Right. And it's just feeding that hunger to be tested, to be battle ready, to know as a man that I'm capable. Right. And I think that's kind of what it is for me. Yeah. The uh, the part I mean Lee just shared with me a quick thought. Um, like the uh, <coughs> um, he's got some nice yeah. The idea of um, you know what does wilderness look like if you didn't have a dad that took you into that context? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean I can obviously you know my story is that I did have a dad you know and um but I would say you know even kind of what we experienced with the training ground and the guys is that um. You know, this is going to sound cliche, but God is always looking to father us mm-hmm. in, in ways, um, even just through our experiences with him that we've talked. You know, we just talked about how, you know, uh, protection and provision in the wilderness. It feels like, oh, my gosh, like I'm being taken care of as a son. Uh, but you know what? There's also a place that um, it's obviously not the way God intended it. But if you find yourself without a father that didn't take you into that context, you know, I would say probably the first step is. Start praying for a father figure. Start oh, yeah. praying for an older man or an opportunity or an experience where, you know, that's why we have so many older mentors and guides is that, um, you know, a big thing for us is that, you know, we feel like we kind of need to be raised by multiple fathers. But in this context, I really do think God wants to provide fathers for us. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean for me, you know, I, I met a man when I was in high school named Charlie Patton and he took me to some of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life where I literally felt like I was going to die, but I kept looking at for leadership and he, every time was just like, follow me, you know, let me take you. And he wasn't my dad. He was a man that I met and he just wanted to take me out in the wilderness. Mm. And now I know why. Yeah. Cause it shaped who the man I am today. Mm-hmm. But, but Corey, like for the guy who's listening right now and, and he's like, well, you know, 
one, he doesn't have that father. He hasn't mm-hmm. had an experience in his life. But he's like, why do I want to? Why, why do I want to go in the wilderness? Why, what would you speak to that? Yeah, dude, that's even a hard question to answer because it's different for every man. Uh, I, I would probably start by saying, don't be afraid of the wilderness. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a place to respect. Um, it is obviously, you know, I mean, we've been, you know, uh, 15 miles offshore and, you know, five to six foot waves and you're kind of going, this is Ooh, a little this hairy. Is a little, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a place to be respected, but I don't think it's a place to be feared. Um, and, and I would even say, like, don't don't feel like you need to go climb Everest your first experience. Like, definitely. Don't what does it look like to just, just don't climb Everest. take <laughs> just take a day don't. hike, like pack a lunch, take your Bible and journal and take a day hike. Yeah. Um, just get out there. Right. And and then again, also, like what I said before, there God will put men in your life if you want it. God will provide it in the mm-hmm. sense that if you want that experience in the wilderness, he'll put those opportunities in front of you. Because I think he wants it too. He wants it. Sure. He wants to experience it with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I agree. Well, that's super awesome. Um, I hope that uh, you guys listening are inspired to, to get out, you know, go, go do a day hike or, or go back on the river. Maybe you haven't done it in a while or you know, done, done, never before. Mm-hmm. Hope you are inspired to go in the wilderness and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, or maybe you was, need a leader. And yeah. so mm-hmm. hope you are uh, inspired to go start find praying that, for yeah. one, go find one. Um, but this was this was our first um, kind of installment in the. Go ahead. Well, we, I'm gonna, we I'm gonna put it. in a shameless plug here that. Go ahead. Uh, Just the, the, the shameless plug is uh, come to training ground. There we go. Come on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if, you're you're, for, if you're looking, if you're eighteen I mean, to twenty-five right now, and you want an adventure and you want to take a risk, come to training ground. I'll yeah. say it because <laughs> it changed my yeah. life. Well, I mean, I, what I love about what we offer with training ground is the idea that if you, I mean, if you're looking for a summer program, it's in the West, it's in the Rockies. Well, and the cool it, thing about it is too, you know, if you're someone who has never experienced wilderness, it's going to be great for you. Sure. And if you're someone who has that experience, right. it's still going to be, be great, great for because, you. you know, I came in, I was already a fisherman. I've already done these things, but I still had some of the most incredible experiences you were kind in my of a life. Fisherman. Learned so much. I mean, getting to fish with guys like Corey and Jeff Stelzner, who you, maybe you guys will hear from later on, but no, that's, those are experiences. And so no matter where you are, there's something for you. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's an adventure. Well, all right, guys, that was um, the first installment in our three part series on work wilderness and worship with Corey Smith. Um, really fun to sit down with him uh, and Luke today to talk about wilderness because it's really an essential part to kind of what we've done in training ground and what we believe to be part of what grows a man. Again, like start small. Start, yeah, small. start small. Go on a day hike. Go just get out there and, and, and feed your soul really because that's, that's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we do want to thank you guys for listening today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, Make sure to go follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can check us at TG Garage Talks uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can also find us online at www.tggaragetalks.com. There you'll be able to find all of our other episodes, a little bit of a description about Luke and I, um, links to our emails. You can also find you know, a link to the main Training Ground webpage where you can yep. find more information about donating, participating, or just what it's about. So, yeah. Again, thank you guys a lot. We really appreciate it and hope you tune in uh, on our next episode. This was the first installment of TG Garage Talks. 
uh, Wilderness Warship with Corey Smith. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next time.